when when I like really started writing songs for the first time, I was still I was like deeply obsessed with Weezer and the Strokes, nice. and I still am. Mm-hmm. And I feel like no matter what, like that just like is in the seeds of how I play and write songs. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm like consciously trying to write in a different style, I think it's still there. Um, nice. And like all that stuff, like like all, I was thinking about this today too with you guys because I think Everclear was one of the first bands I got into, and so that's like also in my brain. Yeah. Uh, and um, and like Oasis and any like sort of '90s rock, basically when it comes down to it. Tokyo tonight. nothing how are you guys doing uh we're doing pretty good hanging in there you know bracing for it's the so funny wave. yeah uh it's so funny because i remember when you and my mom started doing shows together that she would always be like oh you gotta meet john he's like your big brother and like we didn't meet for like <laughs> yeah. years right yes yeah we had talked like on Twitter, like social media. I think that's where we kind of talked I think so, yeah. in general. Because I think at one point I just did that awkward thing where I was like, hey, your mom says we'd be friends. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, you're probably like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, no, we, we got along right away because we both, you know what it was? I think the Scrubs connection. We're both huge fans of Scrubs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would like to talk about that. I love shit. it. Oh, it's the best fucking show, dude. It's like the top, one of my top five all time best shows. That was another one. Uh, another one, as though I've already started talking about this. This was one that I rewatched, like in its entirety during the pandemic again, mm. where I was just like, I need my comfort shows. Yeah, that was one of them. Yeah, definitely. I I used to uh, when I would go out on the road, I would have. I think I had the first, second, third, and fourth seasons on DVD, which you think would just be enough, but I did. I would use. I used to just wrap them together, throw them in a backpack. And then I'd have my laptop or whatever and like after shows or whatever, instead of, you know, fucking like every other comedian does, I would just watch scrubs in the <laughs> hotel room. And uh, yeah, it would be great, though. I would use it as comfort because, it, you know, it gets lonely on the road. So it fucking sucks yeah. in the middle of nowhere, Scranton, fucking Pennsylvania, where like, you know, either everybody's already pregnant or they're running a train that doesn't go anywhere. So um, Scranton. I love uh, how you went to Scranton, and one of my comfort shows is The Office. And Lane, yes. the band, right, was Lane Montgomery Paper Company. Yes, was yes. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's another uh, comfort show for me. What are your I top, remember that what are you, I, what's your top five? What are your top five? Uh, wow. Um, I'm not putting you on the spot. Strictly, like, comforting during... Yeah, comfort uh, shows. Okay. Uh, yeah, then Scrubs, Office, 30 Rock... Ooh. Uh probably Sunny too. Oh, and yeah, it's a brilliant show. I don't know. <laughs> now the last Ooh. spot. Uh yeah, last spot, man. Oh, community. Community. Oh yes. Uh, Community's so fucking good. Yeah. Dan Armin's a fucking genius. That show is great. Agreed. I mine's kind of weird. So I basically like, the uh, NBC lineup 
when I was like in high school. <laughs> yeah. He's like, must, it's must see Thursday for me, baby. Yeah. I remember oh, like I was such a dork in high school that I literally would not um, make plans on Thursday nights. I'd be like, I got to be home to watch these shows. Oh, dude. Like we, first of all, like we had anywhere to be on a Thursday night in a high school, yeah. but I'll yeah. give you one even better, dude. Mine was Friday nights. I remember the longest time, like Friday's like the optimal night to go out with your friends. And I'd be like, no, TGIF, Sabrina, Boy Meets World, <laughs> <laughs> step by step. Uh, <laughs> like, no, it's my jam. I'm like, and I'd be like, tonight they're all going to do a crossover episode where Sabrina goes back and my friends would be like, you want to go see a movie or something? I'm like, please. Uh, we don't know. Yeah, that would be like, there's a great like- party this weekend. And you'd be like, uh... <laughs> yeah. Um, do you know what day it is? <laughs> yeah, I had, I think my top, uh, it shifts every now and again, but it's always it's Scrubs, Dick Van Dyke Show, Futurama, uh, mm-hmm. Love Futurama, Parks yeah. and Rec. Um, oh, now I'm getting to the fucking last spot. Now I'm like, what do I want? What do I like here? <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. I think maybe Firefly. Oh wow! Oh, wow which yeah. is one season, but I just love Nathan Fillion and uh, Alan Tudyk and all those guys and sci-fi shit. So I was like, all right, I'll do this time. But yeah, I finally we're talking about my mom a lot, which I'm sure will happen uh, yeah, throughout the show. But <laughs> my parents love my parents love Castle. And I think over the mm. pandemic, it was recent. I can't remember if it was right before or during the pandemic. I finally got them to watch Firefly because they love Nathan Fillion. And they were like, oh, my God, it's so good. And I was like, yeah, I've been telling you. <laughs> that makes me so fucking happy. I love when people love Firefly. And now that I know your mom likes it, I'm going to text her and be like, so episode yeah, three. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man those are great fucking shows did you do a lot of uh like comfort shit during the pandemic like how, or did you did you like uh try to stay creatively functioning during the whole thing like was it half and half how'd you handle it all yeah it was it was like half and half um uh, before we made the record i was like, like pretty good at like giving some time probably like once or twice a week to be like, okay, let me sit down, try and write or rewrite songs. Uh, and then once the record was done and there was like no goal and we finished it in November. Uh, so like right when it got really bad, that was when it was like, okay, I'm staying in bed and watching TV and movies. All day. <laughs> once it was done, you're like, Man, I'm out. That's to do. Yeah. 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 Was it something that you had started beforehand and then you guys had to put a halt on it because all this shit happened? Or was it you were like, hey, we got a lot of time. Let's just fucking write. A little of both. I mean, like we had some new songs ready, like we probably would have made a record last year anyway. But Mm -hmm. obviously not having anything to do and just more time to rehearse and write, I think, helped the process along, you know. That's cool. And it's got to be fun having bandmates to keep you going too. Cause like without, I mean, I didn't have like comedians. Oh, you know us, we always like work solo or whatever. And if there's nothing else going on for a while, when it's just you and your brain arguing over whether or not you should work or not, usually not working wins. No, so, uh, I was like, eh, you know what? It's already three. You have a wasted the day thinking about it. <laughs> so just, yeah. Just once we up. got like end of, end of last summer once it was like the rate was pretty low in the city we got a rehearsal space started regularly rehearsing testing you know like once or twice a week wearing masks doing it as like safe as possible but like right even that like three times a week routine in the middle of 
having absolutely nothing else to do, like put me like in a much more focused place. Nice. And the extremely loud and incredibly online, which I fucking love that title. That's a brilliant title. Was that, was that like a kind of a nod to the, how everybody's lives changed or did you guys have something else uh, in mind for that? I like, I worked in a bookstore for a while. So I like always wrote down dumb, (laughs) dumb puns based on book titles. Nice. And so like, I love that, that Jonathan Saffron Foyer book. And it was just like in a list of titles and it felt like, appropriate for the album appropriate for the time Mm -hmm. uh it's like it's like the type of title that everyone like just chuckles when you hear it yes or hopefully i mean uh, everyone i've told it to and i don't want to get too full of myself yeah it really makes me laugh dude because i was i was looking up your stuff beforehand like a couple weeks ago and i saw that and i was desperately hoping that that wasn't just a song title and was the full album title because i'm like this is so great like it has to be the whole and i was happy to see it was the whole album um what bookstore did you work in I worked at Poseman Books, uh, the one oh, okay. at 30 Rock and the one at Chelsea Market. Yeah. Nice. It's a great bookstore if anyone's in it, New York. Yeah. yeah. I also worked in a book. This is another parallel between us. I worked in a bookstore as well. Right. <laughs> I forgot about I that. At, what, which bookstore worked, did you work at? I worked at Walden Books. Which no oh, one. wow. Nice. <laughs> Can't go there. It's gone. I <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, went out of business in our, <laughs> um, when I was in high school. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, I worked it. I worked there all pretty much all throughout high school. Whatever, I fucking loved working at a bookstore. I worked at a Borders right out of high school that closed a year oh, after I started working there. Yeah, they the Borders were the first ones to go, and then we knew the Waldens weren't like far behind. Like I remember, like I didn't care about any of it because I was too young to give a fuck. But I also like I heard like you know I like the people that I worked with, and they were always being like, "Oh, the Borders is closing down. That means we're gonna be going." And I was like, "Cool, better start stealing books." Uh, um that didn't happen but it was uh i used to yeah, i, used I to, never saw a buck no i never did yeah <laughs> but i used to Absolutely. Um, yeah <laughs> i used to uh i used to take the magazines that you know we'd have to rip off the covers of them or whatever because they didn't oh, i don't yeah. know if you guys had to do that but my <laughs> you can return them right there's right, like something yeah. about returning them yeah and why give them to the needy you know so like they would make you swing out back and like toss them in this trash compactor dumpster thing to really make sure that no poor people could ever get their hands on them. <laughs> they were like, not only are we throwing them out, but we're gonna crush them. Um, but I used to call. God one forbid of my buddies. they're entertained. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I used to call one of my buddies and be like, all right, hey, listen, I'm throwing out the trash at like four because it would also be all the like Playboys. And like top ten magazines, I just hurl a box of them into the backseat of his car, and he'd be like, "Drive away." (laughs) Good luck, sir. That's amazing. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty genius. He was the he was the one who was like, "You just throw them away," and I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Can I come and get them?" And I was like, "Yes." Um, (laughs) And that's how my life of crime started. I'm just kidding. Oh God! So what? Um, so you guys all got together. You said you got together safely and stuff like that. You worked on the album, and and whatever. Was there ever a point where you like, are we gonna actually get to play these songs like live? Like, you know what I mean? Like, did you do a lot of online yeah. stuff, or were you like, is are we just gonna release this album and never get to fucking play this stuff? I mean, we we kind of kept it like we kept pushing it, so we we hoped we'd be able to play it live. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's coming out at the end of August, and yeah. I think we're going to just miss the second uh, shutdown, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> um, 
so yeah i mean it, it feels like a very like live and rocking album so we want to play it yeah people um of course the thought you know came through my mind i i you know every creative person performer that i know mm. like was like we're never doing this again um yeah yeah and uh who knows how much longer we're gonna keep doing it yeah i know i hear you man but did, before like would you do, do you feel comfortable doing this kind of like playing online for people like kind of transitioning that over because it is like an intent it's an awesome you know like album like you said and it is made for like you know a live audience so is your band in general do you feel like you guys would try to make the transition to do it uh digitally if you had to we talked about it we never it was kind of like no one seemed super into it um <laughs> yeah no one ever <laughs> sometimes any uh, online stuff you're like okay <laughs> Yeah, some some ideas get shot down pretty fast in the in the group chat. So we didn't really talk a lot about it. No, I hear you, man. It's 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 fucking. I didn't. I feel like at least Have you guys you done guys, any shows back. Uh, yeah, Sorry. I did. I've I've done a few. No, no, no. It's fine. I've done a few in New York. Um, um, at Greenwich Village, you know, comedy club or whatever, and um, and it's cool because they're checking vax cards and shit. I did. Uh, one out in New Jersey yet last night at Jenks on, on Point Pleasant Boardwalk, which is nice because they're like super well ventilated. They've got these like it's literally like right off the ocean. So all the back is open. There's like a patio and like you just feel the ocean breeze coming in and tables are separated. So it was fun. Um, and it's fun being on state, you know, like not having. First of all, I don't know. I feel like every comic is either full of shit or uh lying to themselves or whatever but like you do at a certain point after not doing something for almost two years you're like i think i'm out of the business uh or can i do this anymore you know or whatever it is but it was great like just mm -hmm. getting back on stage and going like oh okay i i, I remember this shit um yeah not yeah but it was fun man uh but i feel like that's about it i had to cancel a show tomorrow because they had a place had a 30 plus COVID outbreak and when i called to see how they were handling it they were like just business as usual <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, well, then I'm not fucking coming. Uh, <laughs> so that was that was the end of that. Um, but I'm doing like a corporate gig in September. I've got, I've got all these dates through like September and December. And then, but now it's like, I don't know if it's going to happen or not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you, you guys had to can't, were you guys like doing live shows right before this happened and then had to cut it out, cut it off? Or like, were you on tour? Like, what was the deal with that? Um, we were playing on the city a lot. We were working up the like new material, just like, nice. um, and I remember specifically March 7th, 2020, we played in a, in a loft in like the middle of nowhere, Brooklyn, like 50 people packed into like an industrial loft. And it was like, right when we were like, Oh man, the, you know, we we're still like, haha, this is like where we're going to get it. Right. Uh, right. And then, like, days later, everything, you know, shut down. Yes. I love yeah. that everybody has that. Everybody that we've had on from either musicians or comedians had, like, a day where they were like, oh, yeah, I can't believe we're all in the same room, going to get COVID together. And then, like, the day after was when they shut everything down. And they were like, fuck, I think we're all going to get COVID together. There <laughs> <laughs> was, like, a very clear moment when it stopped being a joke, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But for for like that month up to it, it was like, ha ha. Oh, I yeah. coughed. What's, you know? Yeah, you're like, what yeah. are you going to do about it? Here's the mic. You know, <laughs> you hand it off to somebody else. I remember like, like a week before, somebody, we were at a, at a poker thing 
And one of the guys was wearing a mask. And we're mm-hmm. like, look at this guy wearing a mask and gloves to a poker game. What yeah. a weirdo. And then you're like, well, <laughs> the world just shut down a week later. And I'm like, that guy was a maven. He was well ahead of his time. <laughs> he knew exactly what he should have been doing. And it's oh. funny because I asked him what he did for a living. And he was a flight attendant. So, like, he saw oh it coming. Oh, my God. Like, he knew right, it was right, coming right. in. You know? Um, one of my buddies, by the way, uh, met, like, when he saw you were coming on, because I want to talk about some other stuff that you've, that you've done and you're known for. He was like, uh, how the fuck do you know Lane Montgomery? And I was like, I'm like, so I go through the whole thing. And I'm like, this is how I, I'm like, how do you? And this is somebody I went to high school with. And we're still close. Like, was one of my best friends. And uh, and he's like he does the uh, does the theme song to this podcast that I li-. like he's like a big like podcast steward or whatever and I was like get the fuck out of here and he's like yeah they talk about him all the time so what you was that the first time you've done like a theme for somebody or like how did that come about yeah um, so it's the podcast blank check with Griffin and David which film yes. uh, podcast and um, yeah Griffin is a friend of mine and he just asked me like on a whim like now five or six years ago uh for a theme song and he needed it like the next day if i remember correctly (laughs) and so i just went home and did it uh it was when i was still living with my parents and i did it on you know my dad's computer in like an hour and then the podcast like you know blew up and it has a lot of a lot of fans i actually now live with the other host, David's brother, were roommates now, um, oh, which is a nice, fun, like, just happened because we, you yeah. know, small world. Um, and yeah, and then, like, it's a really fun community. And like, I, it's big enough that I've like met people like there was a guy who worked at the bookstore with me who was like, wait, are you like the lane who did the podcast theme song? And it was like, yeah, nice. like it's like that big now where it's like people know it. And they said my name like every episode for a while. So like people just know my full name. Oh, that's so great. Uh, which is fun. Yeah. that's. And then when we did, when we talk. did this record, we recorded the theme song as a band. And so nice. now it's not the garage band demo uh, anymore, which I'm <laughs> happy about. Which- which one are they? Which one are they going to use though? They got to go with the classic, right? There was when they changed it, and then I remember seeing a comment online that was like, "I don't like this version as much." And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Everybody, yeah, man, that's a problem." Five, six years go by, everyone's used to the one that they know. Yeah, but so the, tell it, me a little... the community is great. Uh, so wait, so your dad's a musician? Is that how you? Yeah, right. Am I... Yeah, he just always had guitars around the house. Uh, when I was a kid, I was like really into baseball. And so initially, that was where all my focus went. And then uh, Green Day put out American Idiot when I was like 12. And then nice. me and all my friends just went all into playing music and learning Green Day songs exclusively oh, for a while. Awesome. Um, yeah. And like he never like, for, like had me take lessons or anything, but just having someone around who like knew what to do. Right. And I'd be like, hey, how do you do this? And he'd be like, the, you know, here you go. And I'd be like, okay, cool. <laughs> and go back in your room. <laughs> yeah. Jam out. Uh, did you ever go on like gigs with him and stuff? No. Uh, we've played together on stage before, but nice. not often. Um, yeah. 
That's actually now that I think about it, yeah, we should play on stage together more. <laughs> I'm glad I could bring you two together, honestly. Thank you. Yeah, you're bringing families together. <laughs> yes, that's what I that's what I do here. It's why I set this up. Uh, <laughs> and, and then you in. pull him up, and he's in the next window. <laughs> he that's, doesn't know how to use Zoom. Hilarious. I was like, he slides in in another box. I'm like, Lane, your dad, dad, Lane. Um, <laughs> that's so cool, though, that like growing up with like two parents who were like, con like gigging and shit like that all the time. Too. Like, I can't imagine you were in a lot. Were you a latchkey kid? What? I don't know what that is. OK, I'm old as shit. You so, are old as shit. Yeah, that was I, was I hate when I give away. I mean, obviously the face, but like I hate when I give away like certain key phrases where people are like, mm, what is that? Tell us about Cheers. Um, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like a latchkey kid is like, you know, like when you somebody who would like come home and like they would, you know, they had their parents would be gone, but they had a key like hidden and like they'd un undo the, you know what I mean? Or well, they used to wear like the key on a string around the yeah, neck. Latch, yeah, like a little yeah. latch, oh, okay. like, pop it up and let yourself in. Yeah. I just meant like if your parents were out gigging or whatever. Uh, I mean, someone was usually home. Oh, that's right. I don't cool. think they, I don't think they trusted me enough with a key. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. Uh, what was it? Did you like growing up with like parents who were entertainers? Oh yeah, of course. I mean, I didn't realize like how different it was until I was older. You know? Yeah, um, that's the best. But to me, it was just like, yeah, they, you know, they go and they perform. You know? Yep. I know. I feel your like par always... your parents don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was gonna say. I feel like it's always better when you're like older and other people tell you that your childhood was weird and they're like none of yeah. that's normal and you're like oh really i feel pretty great about it <laughs> you're like, oh. too old to get made fun of for it so uh <laughs> that's that's all. um was there like somebody that you i mean you guys like green day you and your friends or whatever but was there a, a type of music other than green day that you kind of emulated because i feel like every performer has that kind of thing where uh they kind of model themselves like subconsciously after somebody else where you're like, Oh, I kind of sound like this group. Is it, was it strictly green day or was it some other people? When, when I like really started writing songs for the first time, I was still, I was like deeply obsessed with Weezer and the strokes nice. and I still am. Mm -hmm. And I feel like no matter what, like that just like is in the seeds of how I play and write songs. Mm -hmm. Even if I'm like consciously trying to write in a different style, I think it's still there. Um, nice. and like all that stuff, like, like all, I was thinking about this today too, with you guys, because I think Everclear was one of the first bands I got into. And so that's like also in my brain. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and like Oasis and any like sort of nineties rock, basically when it comes down to it, dude, I same thing. When we started doing this podcast, I literally, I think, was it Tom? Was it you who was like, are we just going through 90s? <laughs> because I was like, I want Everclear. I'm going to get Third Eye Blinds coming on. I've been talking to the Gin Blossoms. and he's like, Counting crows. Dude, bumping I, around this town. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a huge. I, I feel like no one. I'm a huge Counting Crows fan, right? Like, that's like my band. Uh, I know nobody. I've, I've, I've told people this and they're either like, who are the Counting Crows? Or, or they're like, oh, that's nice of you. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, I think he's like one of the best lyricists, dude. Um, but uh, they're really hard to get. I could not get a hold of uh, uh, his people or Adam's people or whatever, which is bumming me out. Um, but I, uh, I don't, 
I don't know why I just confessed that. I'm like, I, really... <laughs> I don't know why either. Like, I was just going through. Let me. Have... I got that. Yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah. I'm like Lane. Can you make it happen for the love of God? You know, it's funny. All the other bands you just mentioned, <clears> like <throat> Everclear, Jim Blossoms, Third Eye Blind, I feel like have been reappraised now yeah. by my generation. And everyone's like, wow, like all those bands, like Gin Blossoms are great, blah, blah, blah. Uh, except for Counting Crows. <laughs> that is still. It is insane to me. But you know what's crazy? Their new album is getting like, fuck, now I'm defending them. Their new album. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to cut all of this out. There's, but they're, they're, uh, their new album is like really getting like high praise. Like I think the one that they came out with the, the, like a couple, like maybe like five, six years ago or whatever, was like, oh, it was all right. Like they came out with a new album. People were like, you know, good for you guys. Um, and then uh, this one, the Buttersweet Miracle, like they got written up in like uh, um, like a bunch of music magazines and stuff like that, like high praise from critics and stuff. And they were like, which is interesting because I actually uh, I like a couple songs off it. Not my favorite album. <laughs> so I was like, there's a goddamn fucking twist because uh, they're like. <laughs> Kind of goes or back and blah 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 sustainability and I'm just kind of like pretty good album but have you heard satellites? Uh, so that's the end of the end of that. Um, but yeah, I know. I wish your generation would fucking get on that. That'd be nice. I'll see what I can do. I'll uh, yeah. I'll could talk you to whip them up? All the people I know on music Twitter. I'll see if we can we can start reappraising them. <laughs> Because that's the uh, thing is literally like a week or two ago, uh, someone, a friend of mine on Twitter was like, man, next year, every band's going to sound like Gin Blossoms. Like we're all going to get behind Gin Blossoms again. And like oh, everyone was like, yeah, Gin Blossoms fucking rule. Uh, so that's awesome. You just got to know the right Twitter accounts. That's I would love to get on that Twitter because I'm on all the hateful <laughs> Twitter accounts where it raises my blood pressure. Uh, <laughs> it makes it makes me wish I was no longer here. So if I could get on those. I would love okay. to get in on those conversations. Uh, I saw the Gin Blossoms live, and they were fucking awesome. Actually, coincidentally enough, I saw them at Jenks. Uh, they were doing, like, for some reason, they decided to do, I think it was, like, a venue that they had done when they were younger. You know what I mean? So, like, they were, like, we love this place, and they wound up just booking a show at Jenks, and they, it was my women for my friend's 21st birthday, and they, like, fucking crushed it, blew the roof off the place. But what was funny was they were like, we're going to play a new song. And when they would play a new song, people would just turn to each other and be like, so next weekend, are we still doing that camping thing? Or <laughs> we're not going to... Anywhere you go. We're not going to go... <laughs> so... <laughs> so I guess I can imagine the struggle for that is uh, is kind of hard. Um, I yeah. love the Everclear story, though, because your mom told me that for the first time when I had uh, Art Alexicus on, and that yeah. was like uh, how big of a moment was that for you i mean that was huge uh and i was like 10 or 11 <laughs> i mean it definitely thinking back on it could be like the first time i was on stage like in front of people and it maybe planted seeds somewhere oh shit that's um, right but yeah i mean just like you always remember when one of your heroes is like nice to you <laughs> and yeah. you always remember when when one of your heroes is mean to you um dude but that's like that's always gonna have a soft spot for me for forever clear because he was like so cool and i was yeah 10 and then uh i don't even know if she told you this but like afterwards we were like walking through the casino wherever the show was um mm. 
because I grew up in Vegas. If for people who don't oh, know, we're gonna get into that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and like this dude, this uh, extremely tatted up dude comes up to me afterwards. He's like, "Hey, you were the kid who was on stage," and I was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "When you want your first tattoo," and he like gave me a card. <laughs> <laughs> and I still haven't taken him up on that. You know, oh, maybe I should. Be- yeah, you should, dude. If you still have the card, go for it. That'd be fucking amazing. I think you should wait till you're like 60 and then contact this guy. <laughs> I feel like I'm ready. Do you remember me? <laughs> I've been holding on to this. <laughs> when he turns 60, he's going to be able to go on an ice flow to like one of the last remaining. <laughs> like, if there's a tattoo parlor open when Lane still when Lane turns 60. Uh, I don't know. Everything's getting dark in this episode. <laughs> I'm like, we won't even. If, be if alive. anything is open, uh, yeah. If it... <laughs> oh, that's, that's thirty years. You know, we got some time. Um, yeah, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, we're gonna she, turn uh, it around. Yeah, your mom told me that you you got to meet him afterward too, right? Yeah, I don't. She or... says I did. I don't really remember it. I think I like <laughs> just like like that moment on stage i think there was like a, a like handshake or something on stage and oh, i cool. like thank you but i don't think there was like a conversation uh or maybe there was i was 10 and i don't remember anything <laughs> oh, i just lo- i could totally cuz like you know i know your mom so well like i could totally see her doing the whole like bodyguard thing and like lifting you up in her arms and just kicking people out of the way and uppercutting them to get you to the stage like that's just fucking sick man your mom's the best yeah she's great yeah. Now let's talk about and her. She's raising right you here. In- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's talk about her raising you in Vegas. Yeah. Um, that's another thing where, like, I didn't realize it was weird until people uh, told me much later that it was weird to grow up in Vegas. Um, yeah. I feel like you and Jimmy Kimmel have that in common, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. My childhood friend, Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They met backstage and didn't have a clear concert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes total sense. <laughs> Small world. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it's just, uh, yeah. I, uh, the thing I would say to people is like, it was pretty suburban, pretty normal feeling. But like, if you wanted to go see a movie, you went to a movie in a casino. Like, there's no standalone movie theater. It's just like right. in a hotel, you know? And yeah. like any sort of fun kids activity is in a hotel more or less like in a casino so there'd be like you know my dad would go gamble and i'd go bowling or like but you didn't think it was like weird or anything because you just that was just what life was right and when i look back now i'm like oh yeah that is a strange way to do it yeah but it doesn't like oh go ahead i know i was gonna say were you like in henderson like right outside of like the main vegas area or were you like in vegas vegas we're we were in spring valley uh so we were like right outside the strip um but like in the main basically in main vegas yeah that's interesting that's got to be such a crazy so how old were you when you moved out we like in your teenage years were you still in vegas we moved back to the city well back for my parents they both grew up here um we moved here right before high school so right when i was 14 um yeah so I still it's for so long uh like Vegas represented uh innocence to me like in childhood <laughs> and uh I've since been back as as an adult and I realized that it doesn't represent that for a lot of people um, right 
but it, it's still like yeah i just think about like being a kid and like you know everything running around and having fun playing baseball you know that's yeah, badass yeah. though that you can literally just be like yeah i grew up in vegas when i was younger I'm like it's fine no big deal <laughs> then i moved uh, to the only other city that's probably open just as just as much yeah. new york city from <laughs> vegas to new york city. yeah yeah exactly it's pretty much almost the same thing is there any was there any stuff that you remember like do you ever get any like weird sketchy situations basically where you were like i'm gonna go into the casino and see what happens <laughs> like, or were you pretty a good kid <laughs> I was a really good kid. I like the the um like dare program worked like on me and I was like wow. I can't drink or do drugs like it'll kill you for like so long and like no I never felt a temptation in Las Vegas. Wow. But then when that... I went there as an adult the first thing I did was get like a a yard long margarita. So I feel like I I made up for it. Yeah. Yeah, you had to you had to beat that. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna let the Dare program know that they got to one of you. <laughs> so that's pretty, pretty fucking. I remember, dude. I remember we had a Dare dance, which was the really? dumbest. Fu- oh, dude, Dare was so heavy in my. I, I don't know if they were funding us or what, but like, <laughs> we had a, like a Dare themed dance, and I remember the dude who used to come to talk to us about drugs and shit was just like there with this weird woman that he brought, and I was just like, is she in trouble or is she his wife? Like, <laughs> none of us knew what was going on. But yeah, it was like we we had like a huge dare because I, I went to school in um, Seaside Heights, which is the Vegas of New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> they have a lot of arcades. They do. They do. Yeah, they basically do. And like all the kids were short trash. So it's like everybody needed a dare. Like you needed a dare program. Um, <laughs> but I grew up. I lived, I lived in like Arizona. So uh, it was weird. We went from Arizona to New Jersey. I was born in Brooklyn, went from Arizona, then lived in Arizona for a bit. Um, I was living with my parents. I was four. I was between jobs. But like, so we went from like there to hard to get work when you're four uh, <laughs> in your own place. And, uh, but yeah, and then moved back to um, New York for a little bit and then and then Jersey. But yeah, so it was like really weird when I got here. It was like, uh, I don't know, everybody. Arizona was like Mormony and like kind of eerily religious. And then when I yeah. came here, it was like third grade and they were like dude like erica was doing drugs behind the slide and i'd be like what are drugs <laughs> like, I, I was the same way where i was like what are did they all, all slides have them behind them and like, no get out of here yeah literally the first party i went to in new york when i was 14 there was a kid sniffing hand sanitizer because he was like, yeah, that's all, it'll get you high if you just like snort hand sanitizer and i was like whoa like this is not anything like what vegas was i'm not in vegas anymore <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's great <laughs> was it was it weird seeing your mom on tv when you were a kid no again that like it just like felt normal as a kid it, cool. it wasn't really until <laughs> later where i was like yeah again like your mom's not on tv also oh that's weird <laughs> um <laughs> and then, like, I remember also there was this time in Vegas where our baseball team, our Little League team, got to be on TV. And I was just like, oh, it's so easy to be on TV. Like, everyone's on TV all the time. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. I feel like you, like, that had to be just incredible because I feel like you've got a naturally thick, like, she passed the comedian's thick skin onto you. So I feel like you're one of those dudes because I've met you, like, a couple of you, like, you seem pretty unflappable. Uh, it's good that I seem that way. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if it's true. 
inside. <laughs> it's all tears. Um, yeah, but that's what you come across. You know, you got that kind of air about you from like, you know, I always wonder if that was like something that your mom passed on to you or like, you know, kind of just toughened you up a little bit. Because she, uh, when I, when we went to the special, the second one that she did, she talks about you predominantly on that special. And I just, I, every now and then I just like look over at you and you're just like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah and i was there with my girlfriend at the time and a lot yes. of my friends uh <laughs> yeah i don't know great. it's you know yeah. it's fine no it's totally fun did you ever think like maybe you'll take a crack at that like when you were growing up or was it strictly always music she when i was a kid was like don't get into comedy <sighs> and then like as i got older i was like maybe i should try it and she was like i warned you so i like never <laughs> really did it uh i've like had thoughts about it but i don't know i've spent so much time on music i don't know to pivot to yeah. another difficult uh career <laughs> yeah man it's it's all it all feels like every time i look back i'd be like i would never do it again <laughs> like as much as i do enjoy it i'm like this was long <laughs> i'm never satisfied <laughs> so it's always terrible. Do you incorporate like when you're doing live shows though? Do you are you one of those people that like comfortably talks to the audience? I'm trying to get better at it. It's never been my strong suit. Um I like to say just like you're one funny. or two. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I tr I try to be funny on stage. I don't know <laughs> if it lands. Uh I tried to be funny on this record uh a little bit more than uh the past albums i like nice. tried to incorporate like even from the title on like i tried to incorporate like little jokes um yeah it's perfect uh, hopefully that comes across <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll see and the album cover is perfect too dude are you on somebody's whose roof are you on uh it's our friend christina who took the photos who she's a great photographer and it was just her roof and she took a lot of like really nice digital photos and then we got like the one washed out polaroid and everyone was like yeah that's that's the one that's sick man <laughs> that's great what who came up with the great american novel for the name for the band uh that was me too um wow nice. i was reading <laughs> it's all me yeah <laughs> um you're like album name jokes songs mm. <laughs> that's great he's like i, I actually took that picture <laughs> that was a selfie <laughs> and those are those are all me on the cover no I, the, i'll do he's the, the bugs the... bunny of this album he's like bass guitar vocals <laughs> photographer <laughs> lane 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 <laughs> um I'll do I'll do the uh, the nice thing and say the the band is amazing. All my all my bandmates are amazing. They really oh, yeah, made yeah. everything uh, a lot a lot better. Awesome. Anyway, if they ever listen to this, uh, <laughs> they don't like to listen to me do promo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, the book the the Philip Roth book, the Great American Novel. I was reading it when I started the band, and I was just like, oh, that's the name. That's perfect. Yeah, it's a great name. And that book is not. It's, it's not a good book. It's not one of his worst books. Say, this is the best thing that could have happened with that book. Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, uh, so what about you? How did you guys like wind up meeting like you and your bandmates? Um, Aiden, the drummer, he and I went to college together. He's been in the band for like 10 years now, basically since nice. I started it. 
um, when we were doing, when we, we broke up for a little bit, Aiden stuck with me. Um, that's when we did like lay Montgomery paper company. Uh, mm -hmm. and that's when S Steve, the bass player came aboard and he's been with us now for like four or five years, probably mm -hmm. uh, times all times all weird now since the pandemic. Um, I know. Oh. And then Ian, the lead guitarist, he joined like 2018, and that oh, was like wow. right when we were like we're the we're we're we were reviving the Great American Novel, and we had done some recordings with the old guitarist, and he just couldn't do shows, so he was like, "You should guys should meet this guy Ian. He could play all my parts." And that's how he joined. And now, like, I really feel like it's the best it's ever been. Everyone like the vibe is great, the sound is great, awesome. The, the band chat is very toxic. It's very mean. <laughs> Wait, do you guys, why? Do you guys like shit on each other or just everybody else? Oh, all the time. Yeah. Oh, and nice. everyone else. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. You get, that's where the thick skin comes from. If you guys got a nice yeah. little group chat thing going or you're abusing the shit out of each other every week. Uh, so what um, are you guys like? Because I know like the, we I think we talked a little bit about like, having to promote your band now and stuff like that and having to get yourself out there. Like, how are you guys at doing that kind of stuff? Cause I know it's, it's a like for me. And I feel like it's probably the same for you too. I never wanted to do any of the social media shit. I just wanted to be on the road and fucking packing a bag and listening to music and traveling with a friend and then getting to a gig, getting paid, going to the next gig. I didn't want to do any yeah. of this fucking social media shit, but how are you guys doing about getting your album and stuff out and, like Spotify, like do you, you guys like do that kind of shit? I feel the exact same way. I like, mm. I hate doing all the social media stuff. Yeah. Um, we, we do it because we have to. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, we, we started a TikTok a few months ago. Uh, I saw that. We got an Instagram. We got, a, you know, we got Twitter. We blast as much as we can on on everything and hope that we're not annoying people no you know that's the <laughs> beauty of it though is that you think that you're annoying. like i i do the same thing where i'm like oh my god you put like because they tell you you know post every day all these dumb fucking tricks that, ne that yeah. like 99 percent of it is luck if your shit hits and then you know the rest is people making a living out of telling you the five steps to go viral so that's yeah. it um, but it's a pain, it's a pain in the ass, but, uh, yeah, like I always think about like, you know, oh, this is going to get annoying or whatever, but people are scrolling so fast by shit and liking it. And like, they don't notice it's, it's just you, you know what I mean? Like constantly putting your shit out there. So you, you just have to do it. Yeah. yeah. And even but like when we, we put out the first single a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. and I, you know, did my little, uh, blah, 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 blah blast. And then yeah. like I went to work, I went to work like a couple of days later and someone was like, Hey, I saw your albums out. And I was like, well, yeah, there's like well, the one song is out. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it's like, you know, you're, you're exactly right. Everyone's just kind of like scrolling through it and not really paying attention. Oh my God. It's so great, dude. I had a friend, uh, who, you know, she's kind of uh, like, I've known her for a while, but she's like extra woke and you know, she's only gotten like woker as the years have gone by, which is which is fine or whatever, but it's kind of funny. So she messages me the other day and I, I she's known me for so long. She knows I'm not even remotely like this, but it's just kind of funny because I had, uh, I think it was when I posted about Ed Bagley Jr. Right. So that, you know, there was like an old white guy's face on the fucking, you know, post or whatever. And she sends me a message and she's like, just a heads up. Like it's not on trend right now, 
to post to to constantly have like old white men as guests talk about whatever and i was like <laughs> i for like a me i was like oh my but like i loved it because i was like oh she clearly doesn't watch this <laughs> like like you know what i mean so it's the same yeah. thing we're like she's scrolling by real quick like this caught her eye she was in a bad mood she saw she'd take it out of me and i think i just screenshot every female person of color like at this point we've had like 50 episodes 50 something episodes come out yeah so i was just like oh but we've got these boom 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 and then she was like okay i feel like kind of an asshole and i'm like no it's fine it's fine i mean i saw that and i was like holy shit you guys got ed begley jr that's awesome <laughs> I, I know how do you not like think that's not your first thing it's like no one wants to hear from when i'm like but it's Ed I was Begley. like, no, I wanted to hear from Ed Begley Jr. That's great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? But yeah, but it's but it's that same thing where like people so rarely notice like what right. you're doing anyway. So the, the first thing that catches their eye is going to be something they either love or they fucking hate. Yeah. And I'd be uh, like, everyone, go back and watch everyone the hates video. a new album. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully not. That first song is fucking great that you released, though, too. Are you going to keep doing that, trickling them out, or are you going to pop up the. Um, yeah, we're so we have another one out on Monday, but then the the full album's out next Friday. Uh, uh, so it's it's all happening. Do you? <laughs> also, I feel like people don't say that sincerely enough. Uh, <laughs> it's all happening. Wait, wait, they're not even gonna. We were talking about what did I say? Oh yeah, living, living the, dream. the dream. No one ever says that sincerely. It's all happening and living the dream. I feel like get said in the same monotone. Living the dream, it's all happening. It's gonna be great. <laughs> um, so what's your like? I mean, you know, you say the band argue, you know, you guys shit on each other and stuff like that. Do you each have different personal goals for like music? I'm gonna keep going back to you guys shitting on each other. Now I want to just see this chat. Um, but like, do you each have different personal goals for like the band? And do like because um like I was thinking, like, do you want to you know, and you, you planning your first late night get, or like who you want to get on or what the single's going to be like, is there any kind of that arguing going on where you're like, this is what we want to be the hit that we release or, or like, this is the show we want to go for. That's a good question. Um, Thank you. I don't know. I don't know everyone else's goals. <laughs> uh, I love that. You're like, I don't personally know or care. And if I, if I drop that question in the chat, I would just get horrific uh responses <laughs> um oh god i kind of want you to do that and then we'll time it and see how long yeah, it I mean, takes for one of them to just throw up like a like a i don't know like a finger like a finger emoji or <laughs> you dude yeah i don't i mean i would love to uh i don't know i'd love to be able to make a living <laughs> making oh music. yeah that's yeah it's you know Solid it's like gold. it's not yeah, uh, I like I do a lot of odd jobs and and I include mm -hmm. being a musician as one of those. Yeah, and it'd be great if that was just the one uh, odd job that I had. But I don't know. It's like when it comes down to it, um, I just want to make uh, music that I enjoy listening to, and I don't feel you know, embarrassed to tell people to listen to that. I'm just yeah. like, Hey, I want you to hear this. Cause I'm, I'm proud of it. Um, you know, I know that's like a cheesy goal, but no. as I get older, I'm, I'm more just like, yeah, fuck it. Like, I just want to make something cool and show it to my friends. I, 
totally know what you mean, dude. That's why, like, I feel like, like I said, we're on the same like page sometimes too. Especially like after the pandemic, I feel like people's priorities changed, my priorities changed. Like, I no longer like really because everything kind of got busted down. Like as far as like the hierarchies and the walls and shit, I I yeah. no longer feel like I want to do. Uh, you know, like a Netflix bet. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I got to get that thing out there. I'm really just like, I know how they get it out there. And some of them fucking, there's like 400 of them now. And it's just different priorities. It's just weird. And now I'm just like, I just want to be able to fucking make a living and tell joke. Kind of what I want to do when I first started, where I just thought it would be cool to go and do shit. And then somehow it came back full circle where I'm like, yeah, I think I just want to fucking tell jokes and make a shit ton of money and then not have to worry about anything. Yeah. I mean, that's why we got into it. So that's yep. You, you like anytime I feel like, I feel like I've written songs before where I'm like, this is going to be the hit. Like it's got to be like so poppy and like, so yes. like produced this way. And then like, when I listen back to those now, I'm like, like, it's not that good. <laughs> or like, you can tell you're like hard in it or whatever. Yeah. yeah you're yeah. trying too hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and your soul just kind of gets sucked out from that kind of shit because you're like, oh, I don't know who the fuck I was trying to pretend to be, but this isn't it. Yeah. Uh, and it's and not it didn't turn to out to be a massive hit or anything, obviously. Right? <laughs> it's not even fucking worth it. You're like, I sold my soul yeah. and I got Jack. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I didn't even get the likes I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking terrible. Uh, that's all. That's I, I, that's cool though, man. I think that, you know, that's a good attitude to have. Cause I think when you have that attitude, that's when shit kind of winds up happening. Like whatever you don't right. like it, like the fact like you're going to put something out and you're gonna be like, really? That's the one that went viral. <laughs> I mean, even like to come back to that podcast theme for blank check, like that's by far the piece of music I've written that the most people have heard. Yeah. And it was like done again and in like an hour at my parents' place. And right. So you don't you don't know what's gonna be the thing that connects with people. Are you good at like picking out when people have made something that you know is like, oh, this is just for pure marketing purposes? <laughs> like watching another band, you're like, they hate this song. They fucking hate it. <laughs> you can definitely tell when a you know, depending on like who's producing it or like Oh, like there are 10 songwriters on your song now. Hmm. You know, <laughs> uh, and you can t like with local bands too, you can tell there's like people trying to, to do a certain sound or a certain uh, aesthetic, mm -hmm. like, you know, your, the photos you posted before the pandemic, you didn't dress like that or sound like that. Yeah. Interesting. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point too, man. I never thought to look at like clothing style and all that other shit too, where people are just more like who they are now. Uh, yeah. So you, you and it you could like, be a positive thing too. I mean, I'm sure people yeah. after the pandemic are like, I can just be myself now. But I've seen some more cynical uh, changes recently. Oh God, I know, I know. I'm afraid what we're gonna morph into during the next shutdown. <laughs> like, like it's upsetting to think that I'm like, oh, now it's kind of okay. Like I don't know what I'm gonna look like after another shutdown. The hair is just going to keep going. The beard's going to keep going. I'm just going to slowly lose clothing. I'm just going to be Nate, like on the. Welcome to my podcast. <laughs> That's fucking brutal. Um, oh, I just scared myself. Uh, so, <laughs> are you guys doing any live gigs recently? Uh, yeah, we did one last month, our first one back, and then we have the release show uh, 
August 28th, the day after the record comes out at the Knitting mm-hmm. Factory. Nice. Uh, oh, and we're going to have cassettes. Oh, that's... So I'm very excited. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird, dude. I just and, bought um, a, uh, a Bluetooth old school stereo, like a silver fucking stereo. It's the weird... But I, I like fell in love with it. And it like, it's got a cassette. It's got a cassette player. I'm going to have to get the cassette because I was like... What the fuck? Yeah. I lost all the cassettes that I had in Sandy, like, unfortunately. And then, uh, like, all the cassettes. But, you know, like, the cassettes I had from when I was younger. Right. Like, uh, I wasn't still collecting them. But that's awesome, because I was like, what the fuck am I going to play on the cassette player? But it's a sweet, like, stereo. It's Bluetooth, and you can pop a USB in there, and uh, and it plays the radio and the... This is the ad that we're doing during the show. And it's got a... Uh, <laughs> made by... Um, but, uh, yeah, it was pretty sweet, man. I'm going to have to grab a cassette. Yeah, there's a there's a crazy vinyl uh, shortage right now in the music industry where like every release for records is pushed like way back. So it's like cassettes are easy to do and cheap and we have a physical product. Why is there a vinyl shortage? I didn't know that. It's like it's a whole covid thing. And like the only things that are getting pressed right now are like high priority major album releases and everything else is just like way, way, way delayed. So. Wow. So that's a fun thing that's happening. And people are talking about bringing CDs back now, too. So, really? Mm. Yeah. I don't think they. I just went to the Princeton Records store the other day and uh, they have like a fucking wall of CDs. And I was literally looking at them like, Hootie, have it. Green Day, have it. <laughs> Lannis Morissette, have it. I have it. You know what? One cassette I used to. Do you remember? Do you know the band Dokken? Yeah. Oh, you do? Okay, good. Because nobody else fucking does. <laughs> Uh, but that was my, that was my first cassette when I was like five, and I nice. fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm so bummed that that's gone. But like, I would love. I just recently started following them on Instagram, and I was like, I wonder if they would want to. I don't know if they're, they're doing anything, but uh, yeah, I fucking used to. Yeah, just a. Could you imagine like a five year old rocking out to Dokken back for no reason? Like everyone else is like listening to Kids Bop, and I'm just like, yeah, that was pretty great. Um, it explains so cool. why you you're the way you are. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. It kind of crystallizes it in a way. That's cool. You're going back out to do some shit before the world ends again. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm hoping we can hit the hit the road, but uh, I. You should we'll just see. do it in one like before it's too late. Like I don't know if you're working yeah. at another job right now, but uh, quit. Uh, your, your mother's gonna kill me. Uh, <laughs> quit, leave it immediately, and just. Uh, she just woke up from wherever she was and was like, "What? <laughs> I have to kill Poveromo <laughs> and save Lane." That's hilarious. Um, do you ever go out with your like, uh, like your parents on the road and shit like that? Like, do they come to your gigs or no? Oh, they 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 come to my gigs they love to see us that's um, awesome yeah they're we've played shows where they're the only two in the crowd <laughs> <laughs> not in a while though that was, uh, that was right you know in the, the old days but yeah. um you got more credit yeah now. and i i if especially after after the pandemic like i want to travel more so i'd love to like if mom has a weekend gig at a place that seems like a fun way to yeah. get away like um if she'll have me uh i'd definitely love to do that more (laughs) yeah dude you should what's the what's like your dream city to perform in i don't like 
I would love to have a big homecoming gig in Vegas at some point. Oh, like that'd be epic. That'd be nice. Um, yeah. I've never played in Chicago either. Chicago would be fun. Mm. Um, everywhere on the East Coast, I think I've played otherwise. Yeah. I don't. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicago is a fun place to play. I don't know why, but the audiences out there are pretty. I think they're just happy to be indoors and not getting shot at. But like, if they're really <laughs> like, oh, this is a safe space. Um, so they think. Uh, but uh, that was again dark. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm bringing the side out in you. You really are. I'm like, what is happening to me right now? Lane's just like drawing energy out of me. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, we were going to talk, we were talking a little bit. You are kind of artsy though, right? Like you do draw a little bit. Say what? You do draw a little bit. Oh, no. I can't no, draw don't. at all. I thought you no. designed. Uh... I swear to God, I thought you told me design. Maybe I'm thinking of. No, I thought you designed one of the album covers. No, we used to, but we had a friend uh, draw all those, and I can't, I can't do it at all. I'm terrible. Wow. All right. Well, fuck me. Now we're definitely gonna cut that up. What am I? I had. Uh, do you know the band, The Wind and the Wave? No. Who are they? They are. They're a great band. They're a duo. Um, Patty Lynn is the lead singer, and Dwight. I don't know his last name, but I think she just calls him Dwight. Uh, is like her, like she writes musical. I don't know. It's probably Dwight something, but whatever. He didn't come on the show, so I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> it's just funny. He was sick. It's fine. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, they're a great band. I saw them open for Blues Traveler. Again, I only go to see 90s. Oh, nice. They're going to be the first modern band I come to see <laughs> because I'm just like, please. I saw Hootie and Bare Naked Ladies like a year ago. I don't oh, know. yeah. Oh, they were fucking phenomenal, dude, at uh, in New York. They were amazing. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, she was on or whatever. And at one point I was like, so you got a new album coming out? And she goes, no. <laughs> and I go, <laughs> and I go, oh no, but you just released a new song, right? And she's like, no again. And I was like, ah, I did not do any research. For this. <laughs> like, like it just got to a point where I was just, I was like, really? Are you sure you didn't release something? And she was like, I think I'd know. It's like, is it true? Is it true? Your bandmate used to have a beat farm. <laughs> no, that is not true at all. I know, that's not at all. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Oh, that's fucking awesome, dude. Uh, well, listen, I've kept you for an hour. I got to ask you the same question that we ask everybody. Uh, so, and how old are you now? 29. 29. I was going to say you're either 30 or 29. I can't remember. Perfect. This is going to be an important question. If you can go back. To the ten-year-old you backstage at the Everclear concert, what advice would you give him <laughs> to, to, in, for his future life? What would you say? Well, uh, don't get into the music industry. <laughs> oh, no, this is what, well. It actually keeps up with the dark theme. I was like, he's like, get out. Oh, you want something inspiring? Uh, no, no, no. It's got to be true to you, dude. Whatever you would tell your younger self, something that'll help you out today. Even if it's like uh, lock your door before masturbating when your mother's home. <laughs> you know, she ne she has never uh, walked in on me. Uh, that's probably too much information, but uh, no, it's not yet. Hey, Somehow we, we fully uh... <laughs> yet. Yeah, if, I move, is... if I move back in, we'll see what happens. N nothing is TMI. If you've seen that Showtime special, nothing is TMI. So that's why <laughs> I was like, I feel like she would have done that. 
<laughs> no, but my my best friend in high school did walk in on me getting my first ever hand job, which he loves oh, to tell people. That's wow. a sweet moment, though. That's a nice. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> Ultimately, did he did he back out slowly, or was he like, "You're doing it wrong"? <laughs> <laughs> he did did the kind of like, "Oh shit!" and then like like you know, we came out of the room like a couple minutes later, and he was like. <laughs> 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 that is so fucking great that'd be a great way to like lead into a blowjob though you know what i mean like if you had your best friend like walk <laughs> in on you and he's like you feel that little thing in your arm making it tired that's god's way of telling you to use your mouth something something subtle you know um but that's cool yeah i didn't have those moves uh i still don't have those moves uh <laughs> but definitely definitely not when i was 15 that's fantastic no 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 that was still when you were like oh my god what is happening oh my god (laughs) yeah right i know dude i it's so sad they don't tell you that 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 when you get older you just don't care (laughs) because when you're younger you're like this is gonna be great forever and then you're just like i guess this is fun um that's what i would uh, tell my 10 year old self i'd be like enjoy every uh hand job yes enjoy every that's good advice that is a great message i'm not even enjoy every hand job that's i mean that's like episode that... <laughs> reading rainbow uh... <laughs> oh that's great yeah there was one i had a um uh freshman year of college it was at my girlfriend's uh dorm room and we were boning and uh, her roommate walked in and like it was one of those things where like like obviously doggy style because why not? And then like she like walked in and I just kind of like turned and then she turned and she was like hammered anyways. So she just walked in and got whatever she needed. And I was just like, I'm just gonna keep going. <laughs> Is that all right or should we? I don't know. I was gonna say, did you lock eyes? Yeah, I, I mean I did because like when the door opened, I was just like. <laughs> Like <laughs> he's like I did. Like she kept fighting and he kept moving in front of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just like I was like. Wanna... No, not exactly. Here's a question I for would... you, John. Um, Shoot. You know, on the road uh, with my mom, has she ever walked in on you masturbating? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yep. She was trying to connect again. I tried. I even broke into her room to do it. <laughs> that's i remember my first time on the road with your mom it was uh i should really phrase that better but um but (laughs) bad segue no but we were in a really shitty we were in the uh, bananas in poughkeepsie did you ever she ever take you to that one no but just based on name and location i can imagine (laughs) based on name and location would be a great name for a comedy book just up, but just about the places that you've had. That to is go. a good, yeah. Look at you, you're fucking great with the names, dude. I'm coming to you for my album. Thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> just could you play on it or something? Um, sure. But uh, yeah, she. Uh, she <laughs> yeah, we stayed in this really fucking garbage, like the, the hotel that we were in in Poughkeepsie, which is absolutely garbage. And I remember us just bitching about it the whole time. But I, she was, she was super fucking cool, uh, and she uh, made me feel like just a regular because co- I was like, su- I was. I think I was still 21 or so. I started when I was 20. So like I was just 21 or whatever. And, uh, but yeah, she was fucking awesome to work with every time. Never walked in on me though. That was a bummer. Missed out. <laughs> There's still time. I was going to say, I, I mean, like, we're still two on the road. 
That's amazing. So what do you got going on next? What do you got coming up? Oh yeah, you plug your um we're gonna plug the uh link in the website and stuff, but do you have any um websites you want us to go to? Instagram handle? Plug your show uh in. yeah, it's Instagram is just at the Great American Novel. Um it's the Great American Novel Bandcamp. Nice. The Twitter is uh, Twitter's the Gan band because the Great American Novel is too long for uh Twitter mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Um I didn't notice then, that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there maybe is a better way to do it, but uh, that's just what we've had for a while now. It's unique. Uh, and then uh, TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's the best. It's also and just great American novel, I think. And then there's <laughs> yeah. TikTok. That's fucking sick, dude. Well, thanks so much for coming on. And um, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, you were, dude. You were so much you, fun man. to talk to you. And uh, now we'll hopefully get to see each other again in person one day and yeah, hang out or whatever. That'd be great. That'd be great. All right, cool, dude. Well, I'll see you soon, and uh, good luck with the album, and we'll plug everything and get this out uh, next week. Cool. Thanks, guys. Yeah, man. Uh, Thank you so much. Such a pleasure, man. Tell your mom I said hi. Tell your dad yeah. I said hi. Of Peace. course. Have a good one. Good night. Dystopia Tonight.